Welcome to Walk With Me, a ministry of Cornerstone Church. Hi, my name's Tori and I'll be your host. Sometimes when I want to make a new friend, I'll say, come walk with me and we'll talk. My goal for this podcast is that we as women would walk together and enjoy sweet community in Christ. Today on our program, we have Carol Helland. Welcome, Carol. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about yourself, your family, your season of life, anything we would like to know about you. Okay. Well, I am obviously a senior. Okay. Uh, I'm retired. I was a, a social worker throughout my working life. I have four children, three of them in their 40s, and then I have a 17-year-old. Oh. So we were empty nesters for about eight years, I believe it was. Uh-huh. And then we um, adopted um, a girl when she was two years old. So it, That changes things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely, yeah. Uh, she started out life as my our, my niece. She was my sister's oh, little girl. Yes. My sister died, and then uh, we adopted Natalie. So we're back into the child-rearing ages or years, but we're almost through. Uh-huh. She's a senior in high school. Oh, so, okay. So she'll graduate in Yeah, May. we'll soon be soon be done and back to being wow. empty nesters. So, and that'll be good. Yes, that <laughs> will be good. So, um, and your husband is? My husband's Ron. Okay. Uh, we have been married incredibly for uh, 49 years. It will be next month. Wow. Which is kind of amazing because I, I so distinctly remember how old I thought my grandparents were <laughs> at their 50th wedding anniversary. Right. And I'm just a year from that. So. Yeah, isn't that strange how that works? Yeah. Everyone else yeah. seems older than oh, you yeah, feel yeah, yourself. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Very interesting. So have you lived in Ames for a long time? Uh, we've just lived in Ames for about 14 years, but we lived about seven miles south of Ames for over 30 years. Okay. So we've lived in the area a long time. My husband was from the Roland Story area yeah. all his uh, uh-huh. growing up years. So Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, today we're going to talk about a ministry that's close to your heart. Mm-hmm. And I see you're wearing a, a necklace that has Africa on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk a, a little bit about ministry you have a passion for. Tell me about Days for Girls. Well, Days for Girls is an international ministry. Um, I looked on the website yesterday, and there's 650 teams throughout the world, but about half of them are in the United States. So it's it's a heavily an American thing, but there are many, many international teams as well. As an organization, it's only been in existence for about eight or nine years. Uh, and it was started by one woman, and that's kind of incredible too. When you think about it, that one woman started all of this. Now they're estimating that over four hundred thousand, and I, I'm sure it's well over that. But mm-hmm. so let's say half a million kits. I can explain that in a minute, but okay. have been distributed throughout the world. Amazing. Um, when and, you think that I, oh, I'm just one woman, I can't do anything. Exactly. And look what she started. Yeah. And the kits have been distributed in uh, one hundred countries at least. That's really so amazing. It is. So this one woman just in her travels um, discovered or, or just uh, in working with children in, in orphanages mm-hmm. discovered that um, the girls, young women there, uh, when they had their monthly periods, they had no products to use. So they would uh, either use very inappropriate mm-hmm. articles. And we found, you know, over time they discovered that Girls in many um, third world or underdeveloped countries will use things like um, leaves, oh. tree uh, tree bark, 
my. corn husks, uh, mattress stuffing, I mean, just anything that they can find Fine. to absorb the flow. Or what happens so oftentimes is they simply don't go to school or they don't go to work for those four to five days a month. So hence the name of the organization, Days, days. for Girls. By having suitable products to use, um, it gives literally gives days back to them for their studies or for their work, which is very, I mean, if you think about it, the, the number of school days that you would miss in the course of a year, you know, if you're missing five days a month, and or the, wow. the monetary um, problems that that could cause for right. a, a family if, uh-huh. if it's a work that the woman is missing. So, so she developed this whole idea of making washable, reusable, feminine hygiene kits, which is a very genteel way of saying washable, reusable menstrual kits. Okay. Um, okay. And different items are sewn by volunteers. Uh, there's three items that make up the kit. One is the drawstring bag that everything is put into. Then there are two what they call shields, which has a waterproof piece um, as a part of this item. Okay. And this item snaps under the panties and then it has little pockets on the top where a liner is fit in. And that's a piece of flannel that's been okay. sewn. And that little piece of flannel is inserted into the pockets. That's essentially the menstrual pad. Okay. So um, each kid has eight of those liners, two shields, and then they're also put in their uh, washcloth bar soap, mm-hmm. two pairs of panties, a Ziploc bag um, to uh, hold the used mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. uh, soil items, and then a pictorial instruction. Hmm. So that's what the, the kit is oh, comprised fantastic. of. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, you said it was in other countries. Yes. But you went recently yes. and distributed them Yes, in Africa. Yes. Tell yes. me about that. That um, that was wonderful. It ranks up there as one of the highlights of my life. Um, I went to South Africa. Okay. To um, By yourself? No, I went with um, Lesman Ministries, who, uh-huh. who are based in Urbandale. Uh, but they have a, a just a wonderful multifaceted mission in South Africa. It's in the northernmost province called Limpopo province. It borders on Zambia. Yep. And um, do I want to say that? No, Botswana. I'm sorry. Okay. It borders on Botswana and Zimbabwe. I think Zambia is a little further north of that. Um, Yes, so we went with Blessman Ministries, who have this uh, wonderful mission there. They have a feeding program. They're very involved with the Meals from the Heartland. Okay, yeah, and mm-hmm. we do that here too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they feed they feed themselves one hundred children a day, but they're involved in the feeding of seven thousand per day. They're sort of like the um, intermediary agent uh, between the Meals from the Heartland, and and then they see that they get distributed uh, to the other okay. different stations and missions and villages around there so they're involved with the feeding of seven thousand people but That's they a have a lot of people a lot of people they have two churches that they started they have a children's activity center where they have uh, the, where their feeding program is and then uh, computers where they can uh-huh. learn how to use that it's been a very impoverished village and um, a farm um, so they, it's just very very Multifaceted. So right. we went um, there. There okay. was, mm, let's see, eight of us, nine of us, nine of us from the United States. Uh-huh. We flew there, and then we were joined by 
um, two ladies from South Africa. And uh, we distributed our kits in three high schools, which is kind of amazing. This uh, We were primarily in the village of Sahahapeng, okay. uh, which is, and when I think of a village, I think of 200 people, something. Well, this is a village of 20,000. Oh, wow. That's more like a city. Exactly. Uh-huh. And so I'm, I guess it's just their terminology. Yeah, yeah. But it's an extremely Im- impoverished village. Um, and uh, teeny tiny little houses, red dirt everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, right. Nothing paved. We saw donkey carts hauling uh, water because they didn't have running water. And oh. um, and so these high schools, it's kind of amazing. We were in three of them, and there were a 1,000 students in each of them. You think, 1,000? 3,000 students? How does that compute? You know, in a, So Renee Blessman, uh, who is the daughter-in-law okay. of Doc and Beth Blessman, um, said, you know, you have to remember... Um, this village is very child heavy because a lot of those homes are one parent yes. homes. You see that in Africa. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Zambia. And there are a lot of those homes that are no parent homes. So um, AIDS, let's see, South Africa has the highest incidence of AIDS of any country in the world. And the average life expectancy in South Africa is 49. Oh, my. So, so then it makes sense why... Um, it's a very child-heavy village. Yeah. You know. So the children yeah. raising themselves? A lot of them are. Or, or the a, older. Or a granny, they call them. Oh, would okay. Be, um, yeah, raising. Or the older children. children are or the raising. older children. Right, right. Huh. So you got to go into the high schools, and how, and that was well-received by the high schools? Extremely well-received. We were so, um, everyone was so welcoming to us. Um, we would get hugs and um you know, it was it was a delightful experience. They were so thrilled with um, these kits that we gave them. We we distributed one thousand five hundred and twenty four kits. In How did you three. produce that many kits? Well, those came from many teams throughout Iowa. There are several in the Des Moines area. We have one in in Ames. Uh-huh. There's a team in Cedar Rapids. Um, and then there were two ladies who joined us from Washington State. They brought okay kits that they had made. Um, so they came from multiple places. Uh-huh. Huh. And what we did, they, um, we uh, arrangements were made, of course, before we got there. I mean, to, arranging for us to come and uh-huh. do what we did. But we would basically, we had 45 minutes with uh, all these girls. They would be divided up into classes. And we had them for about 45 minutes. And for about half of that time, we basically gave a sex education class. Huh. Um, talking about like just how many girls at one time? Thir- anywhere from thirty-five to fifty. Oh wow, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there were five of us that taught the classes, and um, so basically, we're talking about just how how our body works, you mm-hmm. know, how the female mm-hmm. body works, and then uh, what's going on when you're having your uh, period. Yeah. Um, what's normal? What's not normal? Was that was that new to them? Um, they listened with rapt attention. <laughs> So I don't know exactly how much um, information they would have had beforehand, but they they just they just hung on your every word. I mean, they were they were very very interested in, huh. in what you had to say, and you know we had a lot of material that we could have shared, and so I think each of us probably developed our own spiel uh-huh, of what uh-huh. we felt was more important. But 
there was one thing that we all tried to hit really hard that there, there are various myths throughout the world, including in South Africa. One is, um, and this is hard to even say, but um, there is this feeling that among many, many, many men there that if they have AIDS and if they um, have sex with a virgin, they will be cured of their AIDS. So we really, really, Very really dangerous. hit that one hard, that that is totally, false. totally, absolutely, couldn't be more false, you know. And so we talked about that. And, and as I say, there's a high, very high incidence of AIDS in that country. So those girls know about that. I mean, they're aware of that huh. whole problem. So they, they really, they really yeah. listen to that. And then we would spend the last half giving them their kits, mm -hmm. and uh, then they and would take it And these girls were from, apart. what, 13 to Yeah, there was all high school, so yeah, 14, 18, okay. or even a little bit older. Okay. Um, and we'd have them take all the pieces out, then we'd explain how to use, what each piece is, uh -huh. how to use it, how to care for it. Right. And with moderate care, it should, uh, it should be able to last them for three years. Okay. And we found they. I mean, they were, then they got it. Was, it was so fun to watch because, as I say, the first half they're just silently listening to you. You know, kind of wide-eyed. The second half they're just like girls anywhere. They're just giggly girls. Well, I they mean, got a gift. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, and pulling things out and comparing. Yeah. You know, yeah. with everyone else. So that was kind of fun to watch. And huh. and we'd have teachers afterwards who would come up and say, you know, would there be one for us? Could we have one too? Oh, so, they were very you know, popular. Yeah. They were. So how did you learn about this? Um, well, actually, it was through Bless My Ministries. Um, I started out after I retired, you know, and I had more time. Uh -huh. um, I like to sew. So I started making the little dresses for Africa because yep. I'd heard uh -huh. about them mm -hmm. and um, took them down to Bless My because I've been aware of their ministry for quite some time. And they, they received them very kindly and said, yes, they could use them. But they sort of had a lot of those right now. Oh. Um, but there's this other sewing ministry that uh, we need if you're interested in that. And uh -huh. so then they told me about the um, these menstrual kits uh -huh. and, and gave me the website for Days for Girls. And then I got into it just like that. So was that the first time you'd been to Africa? Yes. Okay, so you didn't yeah. have like an existing heart for Africa. This kind of no drew you in? <laughs> I had no heart for Africa. Um I, I'm not saying I was heartless exactly, but I mean, it just had, you know what I mean, just what you hear at church or mm -hmm. mission conventions mm -hmm. or things like that, and you're touched by the stories mm -hmm. and everything like that, but I had uh, zero desire to go there. But until you go, yeah, it doesn't become real. No. Because I've been to Africa too, and it wasn't real until I was there talking mm -hmm. with the women, or trying to talk with the right. women. Right. Yeah, yeah, through an interpreter. Yeah. Uh, what a story. So, um, kind of talked about the importance of the ministry. It's very important, especially to the gals who had no access to anything like this. Mm -hmm. So, um, is this something we can all get involved in? I know we've had a few days for girls sewing nights here. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. and how can we, how can we support more of this ministry? Well, as you say, there have been several sewing nights uh -huh. here, um, at Cornerstone by uh, just a group of young moms who, and I had nothing to do with starting that. I mean, hmm. those moms heard of it through, I'm not even sure. Someone where, else. Yeah, through how that all got, mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting, how it just has spread, mm -hmm. you know, across the country. Um, as, as, to my knowledge, we haven't put together any kits yet 
here. Now I we've did just made pieces, pieces and portions of the kits. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. I did make some that went to Zambia um, a year ago. Okay. And with Marlon Rice and his team, mm -hmm. and he said that they were just delighted to receive them. So I think we, if we were to put together kits here mm -hmm. at Cornerstone, I think there's a, a, a ready um, recipient, or mm -hmm. however I want to say, I think that they would love to have those mm -hmm. in the hopes. Hope Center, if that's mm -hmm, what it is, mm -hmm, yeah, in is. Zambia. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then there is an existing team in Ames. Okay. Uh, it's at uh, the Catholic Church, St. Cecilia's, uh, uh -huh. St. Cecilia Catholic Church. We meet the second Tuesday night of every month to cut, sew, assemble kits, mm -hmm. and certainly people are welcome to come to that. So do I have to be a good seamstress to be involved in this? Uh, no, you, you don't. It, it it is nice to have as many sewers as possible. And really, I think there's there are seamstresses and there are sewers or uh -huh. sewists. Uh -huh. I am not a seamstress. Okay. I can't tailor clothing. Uh -huh. or I did make my children's clothing when they were little, but that's it. You know, uh -huh. so I can sew, but I'm not a seamstress. So and it's it's not it's not difficult sewing. It takes some care. Okay. Um and attention to detail, but it's not difficult sewing. But there are other jobs, if we would organize a night, there are other jobs yes. other than sewing. Yes, yeah. Cutting. Piece, pieces need to be cut out. Okay. Yeah, well, there's a lot of cutting that needs to be done. Or supplying fabric. That's, uh -huh. a, that's a great gift. I've had uh, friends here at church who have been into quilting and, uh -huh. and maybe aren't now or changed their mind about colors they wanted to use or whatever and have given me fabric, uh -huh. which is extremely helpful because it... It takes a lot of fabric to create all uh -huh. these things. So Now, how yeah. is this supported? Uh, you don't have to just have the fabric. You have to have the liners. You have to have the other things, the flannel. Mm -hmm. how, how is this supported? Just Well, uh, privately? Privately. I mean, individual. I mean, <laughs> when we were doing our income taxes last year, and I had, had listed all that I'd spent on uh, Days for Girls, and my husband looked at that. Really, you spent that? No. <laughs> so a person, you know, you've uh -huh. got, as you start out, I think you, you know, you spend, you know, your own money. But uh -huh. Saint Cecilia has really generously um, um, given um, an allowance or whatever to the Days for Girls team there. So now we use a lot of that money to buy our okay. fabric. Okay. We have a source in um, Johnston who is just a recipient of much, much fabric, you know, and so we can go there and just. Take what we want, oh, feel free of that's, charge. That's such and as a I great say, thing. yeah, people give you things mm -hmm. when they find out mm -hmm. that you're into mm -hmm. this. You know, so you know. Then I think as time goes on, you know, there are more sources for the um, items in your own buying. Their so, own yeah. purse. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. So can you just we'll write this at the bottom of our uh, podcast? But can you give us the web address? Where would we find this on the um, internet? Um. For Days for Girls, it's just very simply Days for, and that's spelled out, F-O-R, daysforgirls.org. All one word. All one word. Okay, daysforgirls.org. Mm -hmm. And it'll give us any information yes. that we need. It gives, yes, the history of the organization. It has patterns, instructions for the various pieces. There's one area where it has all the teams in the entire United oh, States. You know, Perfect. Um, that's with, what we're looking for. Yeah. Websites and well, emails and that's perfect. Yeah. So, what is immersing yourself in a ministry beyond yourself? This international ministry. What has that taught you about God? Mm. 
I, I guess I'm just thinking from going to Africa. Uh-huh. Um, for one thing, I guess a very obvious thing, it makes me so grateful for what I have. I oh, mean, yes. to see to see the poverty, I mean, just we have nothing. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'm a pretty good capitalist, but I mean, I just found myself wishing I could just send half of my stuff over mm -hmm. there. You it know makes you mean? feel guilty when you come oh, home. Oh, gosh. You feel so guilty. <laughs> yeah, you just look at it all uh -huh. differently. It just, you do. You know, it loses its value. It really does. Uh -huh. I yes. find, I, you know, and I can be real attracted by um, pretty things, uh -huh. like in a gift shop, mm -hmm. especially at Christmas time. You know, to go in and see all the pretty things and the uh -huh. pretty decorations, and you know, and, and I think, oh, I don't need that, <laughs> you know, um, because I already have so much. So, I also think it's given me, it's helped me realize that, uh, okay, I am, I am seventy years old, um, but I, I was able to do that. I mean, I still can do something. Right. Um, I'm not, I'm not done yet. You know what I mean? I love that. Um, I don't have. I don't think I have huge talents by any means, um, but I there are things I can do that know? no one else can. Yeah, and that's and yeah. sewing is one of them. Yeah. I you know I like to do that. Um, also, just to go over there. I mean, physically, I was able to do it. Um, right. Uh, was one, it scary? Not a bit. I was never scared. Huh? <laughs> I although I think that um, at one point, um, how do I, well. Dr. Blessman, I talked to him about it, and he kind of chalked it up to um, jet lag. Oh. But uh, I found myself losing things. And I don't lose things at home. I'm uh -huh. the finder. Right. <laughs> you know, my husband and daughter are forever losing things, <laughs> but I I don't. I know where uh -huh. my stuff is, but right. I kept misplacing things and losing things. And, and my I lost my camera, and that was a final blow. Uh-huh. And so I found myself one night just crying and say okay this is it I can never go on another mission trip again because obviously I can't do this uh -huh. I can't uh -huh. mentally handle it and um, I think that was Satan just doing a number yes, on me completely <laughs> you know? because he was saying oh I'm gonna get her and right. make her not want to do this again. exactly and then I think you I probably understand this that you know there's no audible voice but in the stillness of my heart God said look in your bag of chocolates and I had gone you know we gone to a grocery uh -huh. store that afternoon and I bought some bars of chocolate to bring home and I'd stuck my little camera in the bag uh -huh. and there it was. Of and course. I think that was God's response that yes, you can do this again. I love so that. So don't, don't listen to those voices. Right, you know? right. Because so. our feelings are often the ones that lie to us. So right. listen to God's voice through the word and through those right. little promptings. Right. Very, very good. So why is it good for us as women? Especially when you're... Um, you know, not you're retired and maybe you feel, um, you know, what can I do now? Why is it good for us to get involved in something bigger than our own little lives? Yeah. I guess, I just feel there is a great big world out there. Right. Um, and it isn't all like here. Right. Um, there are people who need us and uh -huh. you can't help everyone, obviously, but you can help someone. And I, I guess I've thought about, I think that our Lord was attract, is attracted to suffering. Mm. And I guess I, I want to have his eyes and I want to be attracted to suffering huh. too. And then to do what I can, again, to alleviate just something, you know. Right. And, and of course, I mean, there's a lot more suffering than in Africa. I mean, there's suffering right around us. And I think mm -hmm. suffering comes in many forms. 
Um, so I think it's good to just get out of your own little world. Mm -hmm. Don't you think it gets your eyes off yourself? Exactly. When we're not involved in things beyond ourselves, I feel like we're very self-focused. Oh, exactly. And, you know, cleaning your house, which is important. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, all those things that you do yeah. are important. Right. But um, I read someplace where someone said they didn't want to... Uh, live their whole life, die, and have it said about them. She kept a really clean house. You know, <laughs> We need to put that on a plaque. Yeah, yeah that's a really, really good thing. <laughs> yeah. Because those things are good, but yeah, if they are our focus and God and his work is not, then we're off balance, I right. think. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. so good that you're looking outward and not inward. Because yeah. I just think, like you said, we can get the eyes of Jesus and be able to actually contribute and help him in his work, you know, yeah. join him in his work. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. Love that. Well, would you like to pray for um, women who are maybe thinking, okay, what do I do now? Sure. And where can I be of hope? I'm just an ordinary woman, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, what's my next step? You want to pray for them? Sure. And uh, ask God to give them some okay. insight. Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you so very much for, um, for your son Jesus and for the example that he's set for us. I, I do believe that he is attracted to the suffering and wants us then to be his hands and feet in the world and to do what we can to help. And I think that, um, or I guess I pray that you would just open our eyes to the suffering around us, that you would help us to see that there's a neighbor or a, a young single mom or an elderly person or or a family member or whatever who who needs something that we can give and it, it I don't think you're asking us to change the world you're just asking us to do that which we can in our own world please help us to to just reach out and to get beyond ourselves and I just I guess I'm just um, remembering I think it was an Amy Grant song about she has her father's eyes mm -hmm. and I, I guess that's what I'm praying for all of us Lord that we would have our father's eyes and and see see your your people out there that need us and we just um, I just thank you too for the opportunity to to be with women in another country and think um, I, I'm reminded of that verse in um, Revelation where it talks about Someday in heaven, there'll be every nation, tribe, and tongue. And mm -hmm. I just thank you for that little bit of practice that um, I was very blessed to receive. And um, I just look forward to that day when we'll, we'll all be together. And, um, and even something like this for the sewing ministry, we'll ne probably never, ever meet anyone this side of heaven who receives something like that or a little dress for Africa or, or receives... A Bible in their language that was just received because of money that was given to the church, but but maybe someday we'll meet them in heaven and find out what uh, what benefit that what that was to them. So, just thank you, Lord, for loving us and for loving your children around the world and help us to love them as well. In your Son's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Carol. Thank and, you. You know, you went to Africa, and we're going to put the website name of Days for Girls on mm -hmm. the on our uh, post. But also, there's things around our community um, mm -hmm. that we can do. And so I'm also going to link up our third place um, opportunities that we have from Cornerstone, because there mm -hmm. are places 
all around Ames and the surrounding communities where people need help and we can right. step in and help them in some way. So right. I think that's a way we as women can get out of our own worlds and to sure. others and gain our father's eyes. So thanks so much for coming today. This thanks. was fantastic and what a fantastic ministry you've immersed yourself in. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for walking along with us today. I'd love to get to know you better, so let's walk again sometime, shall we?